And from MPB Think Radio, this is Southern Remedy, where the doctor's always in. I'm Dr. Jimmy Stewart, professor of internal medicine and pediatrics at UMMC. Hey, thanks for joining us this morning. We're going to talk about your health issues in a few minutes that are affecting you the most. That's right. If you've got something that's just itching you or you don't quite know how to get your hands around it or don't know how to describe that to your physician, you can reach us this morning. We'll try to answer those questions live on the air or you can email us. You can share those comments or questions with us this morning by calling 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. Or send an email to remedy at mpbonline.org. This is Southern Remedy from MPB Think Radio. This is Southern Remedy with Dr. Jimmy Stewart on MPB Think Radio. To take part in today's show with your questions or comments, call 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. Or you can email the show, remedy at mpbonline.org. And now, Southern Remedy on MPB Think Radio. Good morning and welcome to Southern Remedy on MPB Think Radio. I'm Dr. Jimmy Stewart, Professor of Internal Medicine and Pediatrics at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. Welcome to the program this morning. If you're listening only, but uh, we're really interested in the people who uh, have questions, too. We all learn on this program, including myself, sometimes there's really good questions. You know, in uh, not just in um, in the medical field, but also in philosophy. I think it was was it Aristotle that said that you know the beginning of knowledge is asking that question, that first question. So knowing that you don't know, and then asking it, and still to this day, you know, I think every good physician likes to be stumped every once in a while to try to dig to find out what's going on. We uh, we teach medical students uh, this all the time, and I've said it on this program. You know, your patient doesn't always read the textbook, so they sometimes deviate from things. It would be rather dull being a physician or being in the medical field if uh, everything just worked out the same way. You probably wouldn't need us. You could probably just plug that into a uh, artificial intelligence engine and spit something out. And you could ask Siri, I guess, on your phone. I hope Siri's not going to pop up right now. Um, so this is, uh, just to remind you, this is a program where you can call in for uh, any kind of question you have about your health or the health of your loved one. Or maybe it's a friend. You can reach us this morning at one eight seven seven MPB ring. That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Or we'd always like to receive your emails about questions. You can reach us at remedy at mpbonline.org. So uh, lots of stuff in the news. We'll get to that in a minute, but we want to get to our callers first. We've got a couple of people patiently waiting, already calling in. So let's go to Fred in Petal, Mississippi. Good morning, Fred. All right. Good morning to you, uh, Dr. Jimmy. Thanks for calling in. All right. I have a medical question, but first I want to tell uh, Rick DeShazo, hello, and if he's uh, eating a lot of possum, maybe uh, <laughs> he'll get a new license plate for his Volkswagen. <laughs> I don't know. I have not talked to Dr. Rick's been off the radar, you know, and he's yeah. uh I got something actually in the mail from him not too uh not too long ago and uh he sent me an email uh but uh, hey, I'm I am sure Dr. Rick is having a great time uh and is probably impacting people uh in whatever he's doing, whether that's his family or the people he meets. 
Uh, Dr. Rick has never met a stranger. He's a people person, and uh, he uh, he's no doubt uh, impacting people still. But I appreciate that comment. We all are appreciative of everything that he's done around here. A- absolutely. He'll probably ne- never stop uh, helping people when he can. Absolutely. So, right. okay, what's your question, Fred? Right, Dr. Jimmy, this is a question I got. All right. Uh, diabetes <clears throat> medication for type 2? Yep. They got... Uh, I was on Embocana for uh, three or four years or more, and I think it got too high for the insurance to keep paying for it, being I'm on Medicare. And they recently put me on Jardians. Yeah. And the side effects, I know you, I, I, there's a lot of people on this stuff, and I would appreciate it if you would try to give us, I know you don't want to scare a bunch of people, <laughs> but but please uh, tell what you can about Jardians. Sure. Yeah, there's more bad side effects on it than in Vicana. and it's almost as if you you'd rather take rat poison. <laughs> I, I wouldn't take it. Yet I'm fixing to start it, and I just wondered. Uh, says don't exercise, don't uh, drink alcohol or caffeine, and don't sweat and get hot. What's a person to do when you got grass to cut? <laughs> yeah, but so let's let's talk about that. So, uh, Jardiance, uh, or um, you know, uh, th- that's a class of medications. So there's about five of them in that class. There's different classes of medications to treat diabetes. Almost always, the longer you have it, in particular for type two, you're going to require more than one medication to treat it adequately. Metformin, sort of the the go to. There's some limitations with it, but let's talk about that that uh, the Jardiance uh, and then um, and that class. So the class is called. It's way too long to say, but it's basically a SGLT2 inhibitor. Yeah. So uh, those class of medications act at the kidney level to get rid of excess glucose or excess blood sugar. And uh, wherever blood sugar goes, you increase the amount of fluid that goes with it. So, and most people with diabetes know this because most of the time if their blood sugar is uncontrolled and it's higher, they do go to the bathroom more. They do urinate more because you make more urine because that's the way your body gets rid of it. So this drug, it activates that system a little bit more. It's a co-transporter that helps transport that glucose into the urine. So, as a side effect, you usually uh, urinate more. So, the urine volume goes up. And some of those side effects that you mentioned and cautions um, have to do with that. There's one other thing that it can, uh, that this class of medications can cause, and that's urinary tract infections and vaginal yeast infections. Obviously, Fred, you're probably not worried about that, but yeah. uh, you know, for other patients out there who are female, that's a that's a, uh, a a problem, and it probably has to do with the amount of glucose that we're putting into the urine. But the reason, you know, and you mentioned it, like if you could do a comparison of a lot of these, they're going to have, some of them are going to have at least the potential for more side effects. It doesn't mean that everybody's going to have those. But the reason this one is one that people are going to is because it decreases the risk of heart disease dramatically in diabetics. So, uh, you know, if you have diabetes, particularly type 2 diabetes, it's just like you already had a heart attack. That's how high your risk is. So uh, in order to prevent that, we're looking at all kinds of other things. This was sort of a surprise when they were developing this medication for the treatment of diabetes. They didn't really expect this. So this is sort of an af- uh, um, after-the-fact finding in the monitoring of the medication. They were noticing that a lot of people didn't have heart attacks that probably could predict that they probably would. So... 
Uh, they did a couple of other trials on it, and it is very promising right now. I mean, it is pretty, really robust data to suggest that you can decrease this in addition to doing other things, too. Uh, you mentioned a couple of things, but really it's increased urination and then urinary tract infections for females' vaginal infections. Those are the three biggest side effects. Um, the other cautions, it doesn't mean don't ever exercise, don't ever drink any alcohol. It just don't do too much of it. So, yeah. and the reason, I mean, as you can imagine, if you're urinating more and you're outside in the Mississippi heat in Petal, Mississippi, uh, you know, working in your garden out there, uh, you're going to have, you just need to make sure that you're drinking plenty of water because you're going to get, you're going to be a little bit more prone to get dehydrated in that situation because your kidneys aren't going to be to hold on, uh, gonna, not going to be able to hold on to water like they normally would. But um, it's a great medication. And that's why people are, are now saying, hey, I really want you to, to be on this one, even though it may have the side effects, because it can dramatically decrease the risk of heart disease. Well, that's great. I, I appreciate that information. Sure. But, but one more thing you've talked about females and yeast infections. Yep. There's a big warning for males, too. Yeah. sounds worse than what females get. Oh. <laughs> Urinary tract infection. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and that's just that's a that you know that's a bacterial infection in the urine, yeah. and it's treatable with an antibiotic. And men don't have it as much. Women, it's it's fairly common, particularly as you get older. Yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, I mean, you you just have to be aware of it, basically, Fred. And All right. and if you're doing everything else right, you know, you're not going to be putting a whole lot of glucose in the urine. So yeah. it's you know, I I haven't the the yeast infection is the biggest thing that I've seen. I haven't seen too much of the dehydration or the um or the urinary tract infections all right dr jimmy uh, you're doing a great job and uh enjoying uh listening to you oh thank you fred thanks for the information all right all right bye yeah that's a that's one that's out there and i you know i've been meaning to talk about this class of drugs i think we've mentioned it before with a couple other callers but that's one that um that really you can decrease that risk of of uh, heart disease that's a big deal if i have, if i develop diabetes that's the first thing that's going to be on my mind. Oh, my goodness, I've just increased my risk of having a heart attack. This is Southern Remedy. If you'd like to call this morning, you can reach us at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Or you can email us at remedy at mpbonline.org. We're going to go to Kay in Memphis. Good morning, Kay. Good morning. I want to continue my conversation from last week. All right. You were talking about blood pressure, right? Yes, but before we get quite to that, um, I have I have received my order of, of vitamins and so forth. Are you familiar with Pilgrim's Pride? The company isn't that a company? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I get all of my supplements from them, so uh-huh. I I think that they put out good quality. Um, but the problem I had a problem that I could not have. One with vitamin K. So I finally found um, a vitamin compound without the vitamin K, but it also has no iron. Uh-huh. Now, do I need to take an iron supplement? I eat very healthy. That's something else I want to get to. Am I getting enough iron in my diet uh, that I don't need to take a supplement, or should I get a supplement too? Okay, if you're if you're our, you know if you have never been told that you've had a iron deficiency, particularly iron deficiency anemia. Uh, I, w- I don't think you need any more iron any other ways. Now, it, uh, okay. the the most people get enough in their diet. Um, 
And even if you're if you're a vegetarian or a vegan, you you can you can get some you know uh, you can get iron in what you eat. But and the only reason that you'd need to take iron in addition to that is if your physician or or your provider said you know you, you're uh, you're anemic. I've tested, done some further iron studies, and your iron supplies are low. Uh, and that would be a, a reason for doing it. You can't put iron, iron, if you've ever taken it, you know, that it's a huge horse pill. People have problems. I mean, seriously, it's big, but, uh, pe- people have problems taking that, uh, sometimes just because of the size of it and, uh, with, uh, different GI side effects with it. So that's why they can't put it. <laughs> if they put it in with other supplements, the pill would be so big, you wouldn't be able to take it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I, I'm an old country girl, and I I ate healthy. I still eat healthy, which is the other thing I want to talk about. Um, we have gotten rid of the pyramid, and I think that was the worst thing in the world uh, to do for people who want to try to watch their diet. This, you know, this part of your plate and that part of your plate. Shoot, I don't have. I don't feel plates anyway. Uh, <laughs> I I I go by the old pyramid: three vegetables, three fruits, three proteins. And with my meat, I, I'm like you. If they can fly or swim, I eat it. Otherwise, I leave it alone. Yep, that's the way to go. Because I do have the high cholesterol problem, and it's not from my diet; it's an inherited factor. Yep. Yeah, I, let, let me make a comment on the on what you said about the pyramid. It's not that we've thrown it out the window, and I, you know, it is not. There are a ton of diets out there that are geared towards certain things like uh, heart disease prevention, uh, hypertension prevention, cholesterol. Um, I would say there there is a, a diet for every person that fits them. And there are a number of things. One of the one of the things we know, if you talk to a. Uh, uh, a dietitian or a nutrition specialist, they're going to tell you that it's not so much, even with diabetes now, we don't say, we don't say okay, there's this is the diabetic diet. That's really no such thing anymore. Everybody can sort of fine-tune uh, a diet to food preferences, to health reasons, if there's individual things that fit them. That's much more uh, um, doable in the long term. It's a much healthier way to do it. And now, I'm not going to ever tell somebody, well, all I want you to do is go eat fast food 24-7. Obviously, there's some bad things out there like that. But, um, you know, what you said is fine. It's not that we've thrown the food pyramid out the window. It's just that there's a lot of research with other diets. And a lot of the, the most common research now is on people that are living healthy on certain diets. Uh, we try to mimic that in other populations. So. Yeah. Well, Sounds I, like, I think mine is pretty much like the Mediterranean yeah. diet that they talk about now. Yeah. But I'm an old I'm an old farm girl, so yeah. I grew up eating fruits and vegetables and I was very fortunate we grew everything we ate, including all of our meat yeah. and we had fruits and nuts and vegetables coming out of our ears. So that's the way to I do it. Grew, I grew up healthy. Okay. Now the other thing hey, I want to talk about. Okay, hold on just a second. Can you hold on through the break? We're gonna to need to take a break right quick yeah, and then sure. we'll yeah, and sure. then we'll come back to that other question right when we come back, okay? Okay. okay. All right, we're gonna take a quick break when we come back. We got plenty of room for Kay and your questions. You can reach us at one eight seven seven MPB Ring. That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. We'll be right back after this.
This is Southern Remedy with Dr. Jimmy Stewart on MPB Think Radio. To take part in today's show with your questions or comments, call 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. Or you can email the show, remedy at mpbonline.org. Welcome back to Southern Remedy. I'm Dr. Jimmy, and uh, we've been talking about some good stuff this morning. Always good to have your questions. I mean, I just uh, I'm just amazed at the questions that you uh, that you uh, call in with, and also some good advice for people. You know, it's always nice to have uh, some uh, some testimonials about how things have worked for you. Uh, maybe you have a good one, or maybe even bad. Some struggles. You can reach us this morning by calling one eight seven seven MPB ring. That's one eight seven seven. Six seven two seven four six four. Been talking to Kay about a couple of different things. Was talking about diet right before the break, and uh, now I think we had uh, we're going to move on into another area. So, Kay, what's that? Uh, what's that other question you had? Well, I want to go back to our discussion last week about hypertension, the blood pressure. I, that's I, right. Yeah, I think I asked if I have it. <laughs> I know I have it, but um, it seems to be under great control. Yep. I, I I take my blood pressure twice a day, and in the last week since I talked to you, it has been above um, uh, one thirty five is the highest. Except one time when I was PO'd at somebody, <laughs> and about an hour later, I was my blood pressure said I was still PO'd. Yeah, and that's the only time it went up. Now, uh, I the, the main thing I wanted to say is. I attribute this control of my blood pressure with a very simple thing, my diet and my exercise. Yep, that'll and do you it. Know, you know, you don't have to go join a club or anything. In fact, my treadmill broke down on me. I said, oh, okay, you know. I'm, okay, you I'm, outlasted I, the treadmill. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so what I have a, a spinning bike. That it will spin. I don't know anything else, and I don't try to work up speed. I just do it for endurance. Yeah, you know? yeah. And and I have a big circular drive. I can walk on it, and I have a side zipper that I can get on at night and just move you know one side and then all of these are mild exercises. And with that and my diet, I just don't have a problem with my blood pressure. I know I still have it, a hypertension. But it's under control without me having to take medication. Yeah, so that's and that's true. That's what we tell patients. In fact, everybody um, as a treatment for high blood pressure, that's one of the first things that we say is diet and exercise, particularly the diet portion. Um, and um, that's what the DASH diet, the Dietary Approaches to Stop Hypertension, was developed. In that trial in adults, blood pressure went down 8 to 14 points. There was a similar study done in adolescents. It's a safe diet. Uh, it's been shown consistently over and over again to reduce blood pressure. Uh, for those patients who are also salt sensitive, sometimes they can get a 5 to 8 point reduction in blood pressure. And this is without any medication. You know, any one medication at max dose, you know, usually you can get about a 12 to 16 millimeter reduction in blood pressure uh, if it's the first medication that they take. So that's pretty comparable to that with a diet. So that's true. Uh, exercise, it's a, it's variable. Some people are a little bit more sensitive to it. Certainly you need to exercise for other reasons. But, Kay, you're right. I mean, the, what you're doing, you have high, high blood pressure, but you're yeah. treating it with diet, exercise, and a little bit of medication. Now, some people, I've been successful, as I've mentioned before, 
they've been on a medication, they had some things that they could change in their diet, they changed those, and their blood pressure went down, they were able to come off their medication. So that's... I I do not eat fast food. This is funny. I have a son who lives in Massachusetts near his mother-in-law, and his mother-in-law insists once a month to order me a plate from down here in Memphis. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but she she knows she knows what I can eat and what I sure. cannot eat. Yeah, yeah. But I I think that's funny. I just don't I just don't eat fast food. Uh, for one thing, the money and no transportation, and sometimes people will bring it to me, but. I just I eat healthier than that because fast food as as healthy as you tried to eat is still not the health, healthiest thing for yeah, you. Yeah, I think oh. I think you're right, Kay. Kay, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to let you go and go to our next caller. But I I appreciate it as, as always. I, I, I threw away my last scrubs. All right, there you go. You've outlasted you've outlasted the bike and the, I'm sorry the treadmill and now the scrubs too. So, yeah. all right, keep eating eating healthy, Kay, and keep exercising. Okay. And thanks for calling. All right, yeah, good stuff there. You know, like diet and exercise can really do well. So we're going to go to uh, Charles in Coffeeville. Good morning, Charles. I think you sort of we got you back on. I'm glad. I think you were we we dropped we lost you there for a second. Good. Uh, I appreciate, Doctor, your answering my call. Sure. You're enjoying the show. Um, you were speaking about a medication that was for persons that had uh, diabetes. You said it was good also for protection against the heart. Right. And we were just coming into the show and we missed it. Oh, okay. Wonder, would you be kind enough to repeat it? Yeah. So this is for diabetics, particularly type 2 diabetes. Well, two, type 2 diabetes, you wouldn't be doing this with type 1. But um, so the, the class of medication is the SGLT2. Sounds like a car model. SGLT2. Um, and then the, in particular, these are... Jardiance, we mentioned Invacana a little bit. Invacana is actually in that same class, but Jardiance is the one that most people are, are looking at as far as decreasing that risk. And then Farsiga, that's F-A-R-X-I-G-A. Uh, but Jardiance with a J, J-A-R-D-I-A-N-C, um, that's that's the main one that most people are looking at. But that'll, that'll decrease your risk of uh, heart disease or developing heart disease at least. Yeah, and if you're a diabetic, well, so. good. I, I would talk with my uh, yeah. Just uh, ask them about it. Yeah, my cardiologist about that. I remember for Siegel and all them. They, they've been out about a couple of years now. Is that correct? Yeah, it, they haven't been out long. Uh, I can't remember the exact dates of when they came out, but I think it's it's right around that time period. So it's about three years now. Um, and again, there's a lot of evidence with these, uh, particularly with uh, with Jardiance or um, that uh, for decreasing it. So, um, you know, and it's not going to be for everybody. I, you know, there's no drug out there that's just a panacea that you just say, okay, everybody take this. Um, you know, we've even you know, that used to be that way for aspirin. Everybody needs to be on aspirin. Well, that's not true. I mean, there's some people that you wouldn't want to put on aspirin. Uh, everything has some risk attributable to it. So, but yeah, first step is just like you said. Just ask your physician. Hey, is this for me? Would this decrease my risk of uh, of heart disease? Particularly if it's a cardiologist, they're going to probably be familiar with those studies. Good. And just the last thing. Uh-huh. Um, it, so, so if I'm on everstatin already, because, you know, for cholesterol, uh-huh. and because I've had a previous heart attacks, 
uh, would that be an interference with the Pasika and all of that class? It shouldn't. There may be some other things that uh, that uh, that would prevent you from being on it. But what you just mentioned, no. So that, in fact, it, you could make the case that if, since you've already had some heart disease uh, and are being treated for it. Uh, to prevent it, then, you you know, this would benefit you, too. And, the, and again, you mentioned some of the statins. So the statins, particularly a torvastatin, and uh, so a, a Lipitor Crestor is what everybody uh, knows them as, and the, and the um, generics of those. Uh, those two in particular have been shown to decrease the risk of heart disease uh, even more than some of the others. So um, those are, yeah, you definitely need to, to, to be on those. So. But yeah, that it should be okay. But again, just talk to your physician about that first, just to that. just to clear it. Doctor, thank you so much, and enjoy speaking. All right, Charles, thanks for uh, calling. Always good to talk to uh, people with heart disease to try to prevent that from uh, developing as you move on down the road. This is Southern Remedy, and we're talking about all kinds of things this morning. Talk about everything. Doesn't have to be about diabetes or about hypertension. This morning, we can talk about orthopedic problems or GI problems or skin problems, whatever you can think of in you, your kids, your family. You can reach us this morning by calling one eight seven seven MPB ring. That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. And we're going to go to Sue in Beaumont. Good morning, Sue. Good morning. I, I noticed there is a resurgence in the Atkins diet because they're having ads for it on television. How could anyone think that that is a safe and helpful way to live? It, you know, you cut out all the carbs and it's done with fats and meats. How, how, can, how can any medical professional or anybody endorse the Atkins diet? Uh, for weight loss is the biggest thing that a lot of people are doing. So... It's, you know, some of those are sort of, you would call them fad diets, so they sort of come and go. Atkins is not for everybody. Again, some people, it might be beneficial either in the short or sometimes long term. I, most of the physicians I know of still have some reservations about that for the reasons that you mentioned, Sue, just with the higher, um, uh, you know, the higher concentration of fat, saturated fat in it. People love it, though. You know, some people lose a lot of weight and keep it off. I know a couple of patients that have done it. Then had a heart attack. Well, no, I was going to say the opposite. So they oh, really? have uh, they've lost weight enough to come off of their diabetic medication and their some of their high blood pressure medication. So uh, you know that can that can decrease your risk a good bit. But again, yeah, it's not for everybody. They haven't been studied extensively. As far as weight loss goes, though, they're very effective, and there's been a little bit of data to suggest that they don't increase your risk that much, but there's there's smaller studies, they're shorter term, they haven't really looked at them over the long haul. Um, I'm of the inclination, just my opinion, based on the data that's out there, that uh, they're not as globally healthy, certainly eating that kind of diet for 20 years is going to increase your risk of cancer. Uh, particularly things like colorectal cancer and pancreatic cancer, um, uh, ovarian breast. Those have all been linked to higher fat uh, content diets. So that's, you know, that's another reason not to do it. But for some people, if they're just way overweight and they need to lose some weight and keep it off and that's what works for them, I'm willing to deal with that. But again, I, Sue, I, I think you're right. I don't, I don't advocate Atkins or a you know, higher fat diet necessarily for for everybody just because it's it's doesn't have as much data as some of the other stuff. Thank you. 
All right, Sue, thanks. All right, we're going to go to uh, to a break right now. When we come back, going to continue our discussion about a lot of things. Got some flu data out there. Man, flu is just bad this year, just starting to peak. Uh, saw another person uh, yesterday. Uh, in the clinic and diagnosed him with it. But we got plenty of time for your questions, your calls. You can reach us at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. We'll be right back after this. Southern Remedy with Dr. Jimmy Stewart on MPB Think Radio. To take part in today's show with your questions or comments, call 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. Or you can email the show, remedy at mpbonline.org. Welcome back to Southern Remedy. I'm Dr. Jimmy, and I'm uh, talking about all kinds of good stuff this morning and lots of cardiovascular health uh, issues. Um, big problem in the South, big problem in Mississippi, of course. Um, they are not isolated. A lot of people like to blame it on different things, but it's a conglomerate of things. It's much more complicated. I can remember being a medical student and thinking, well, this is easy to deal with. You know, high blood pressure diabetes that there's not uh there's not much uh, uh mystery to it but there is and there's a lot of research going on it's not as simple as we once thought it was uh of course most of it is due to excess calories and we're certainly not as mobile as we used to be some of the campaigns you know the 10,000 step campaigns and others of being more active we know that that helps out the types of food we eat certainly uh, uh, impact that as well, but uh, lots more to learn about that and what works and what doesn't work. Um, you know, you just can't go wrong with this stuff. A staple diet of fruits, vegetables, whole grains, um, getting it locally. You know, I've been more and more an advocate of that just because it uh, helps support uh, local producers too and uh, and communities. So lots of things you can do for your health, whether or not you do have already know that you have heart disease. Uh, but there's uh, all kinds of things you can do uh, to prevent it as well. So if you'd like to call for uh, a question that you might have about the health of you or your family, you can reach us this morning at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four, Or you can send an email to remedy at mpbonline.org. We're going to go to Mike in DeSoto County. Good morning, Mike. Good morning. Way up in the top part of the state. Yep, up here in the corner. There you go. That's like southern Memphis. Isn't that what they call it? <laughs> Depends on your perspective, I guess. So It certainly does. In fact, that's why I'm in DeSoto County. I was up there and decided I better move somewhere safe. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, so, Mike, what's your question or comment this morning? Well, I wanted to get your feedback on a quasi-miracle chemical. Uh, I bought... I believe it's called CPD or CBD, something like that. Yeah. It's a medicine dropper and an, and an, and an oil, 
put it under my tongue because I had a searing pain. felt like somebody stabbed me in my right hand, the palm right up near the, the joints to the fingers, and it literally felt like arthritis was grabbing me, and I could hardly move them. Mm-hmm. I did uh, put it under my tongue for a few weeks, and it's gone. And I'm like, everything's fine, and I haven't taken it since. Are there any long-term effects of it, and is this typical that it really does work? Um, I haven't had it checked, but I feel absolutely wonderful. My fingers are fine. My hand doesn't hurt. And uh, I kind of blown away by this stuff, whatever it is. Yeah, so CBD, so that, that stands for uh, uh, cannabidiol. Cannabidiol. I never can pronounce that. I have to break it down into uh-huh. syllables. But CBD also, that is... Uh, produced from the hemp plant, so it is it is akin to marijuana, but it's non-intoxicating in the same way that marijuana is. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's made from the uh, the flowers and the flower buds of a, of a hemp plant, or, or it's the same thing as a marijuana plant, but it doesn't okay. cause that high like like the chemical the THC does. Um, so it has been touted to do a ton of stuff. Like you mentioned, you know, this is sort of a cure-all for a lot of people and a lot of people are using it. It's legal in about 30 states right now. Uh, still, still not legal in some areas, but you can get it. I mean, it's pretty easy to get, you know, through the mail. Uh, so it's being studied in a lot of different things. The three biggest areas uh, that just been studied in, although there are tons all over the place, tons of studies doing it, uh, really good research on it. Uh, the, but the three main ones right now is anxiety, uh, epilepsy or seizure disorder, uh, and uh, chronic pain. Uh, there are some inflammation studies, too, so particularly with patients that have chronic inflammation from a number of things, that's, that's being studied. Uh, actually, here in, uh, at uh, University of Mississippi Medical Center, we just got awarded this. Uh, Dr. Brad Ingram, who's one of our pediatric uh, neurologists, is uh, going to be uh, doing a study on, um, in epilepsy in kids. And these are kids mainly that everything else hadn't really worked at controlling their seizures. Uh, wow. So that's that's an approved study to look at it, to really see, you know, one of the things in, in something like this is people try it and they say, hey, it worked for me, but we don't know from manufacturer to manufacturer, it could be dramatically different in the concentration. So that may be one of the reasons why, why it worked in one person and didn't work in another. There may be some side effects we don't know about. We just need more study of this. Uh, but some preliminary, you know, research has been pretty promising in some areas. So we're well, that's, and that's obviously why I asked because I bought it from a an actual C, C is it CBD CBD it right CBD. CBD. I bought it from a store in South Haven, Mississippi. Yeah, that is a specific store. It's in a strip mall, but they gave me the whole information you gave me and talked about uh, the quality being, in some cases, not as good as others. And they showed me where theirs comes from and this kind of thing. And at first I was extremely skeptical. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is snake oil. Uh, I've heard this kind of crap <laughs> yeah. before. Yeah. But I tried it, and I nearly dropped over. I'm like, good Lord, this works. And my fingers feel fine, and there's no pressure. Uh, there's no, no longer any pain. And, and this is the point. I'm a journalist, and I write for the paper, yeah. local paper, and yeah. for, for uh, magazines. And it was like killing me to try to get stuff done. And all of a sudden, I I felt, what is this, some sort of miracle drug? And I didn't know enough about it other than the fact that the sales lady uh, that owns the company, she said, promise me this, 
that you'll come back and tell me how well it worked. Not that it worked, because I promise you it will. Yeah. And it, and it did, and it's absolutely blown my mind. And I'm wondering how effective it is in other other areas where people may have other kinds of problems. And, I, of course, you touched on that just now. Yeah. But I was stunned that at my age, and I'm 73, yeah. and I thought, you know, first thing you think is, oh, God in heaven, here we go, arthritis. <laughs> but now it's yeah. gone. And I'm like, good Lord, is this a wonder drug or what? Yeah, and I, I, we, at this point, uh, we're still discovering a lot of things. A lot of anecdotes out there, like I tried it for my arthritis, I tried it for for this, for that, and it may have, you know, they, they had symptom relief or they got better in those areas. But um, yeah, it's uh, that's that's going to be you know sort of a focus of things. And you know, you think about the opioid crisis we have right now and the resistance of a lot of physicians and clinics from even prescribing those anymore. We need some other alternatives for chronic pain that don't cause yeah. some of the other problems. So, um, by the way, that's one area she touched on. Yeah. And uh, the reason I asked it, and then the, the second part of my question to you is, what studies have shown any effects of long-term use? I mean, obviously, I'm going to hang on to this stuff. It's up on the shelf. I no longer use it because I feel fine. But I'm wondering, will my problem, whatever is affecting my right hand, Will that recur? And if it does, obviously, I know the stuff will fix it. Yeah. But what are the long-term effects of using this product? I mean, yeah, we five don't... years down the road, will I have some god-awful disease? Because I'm thinking, oh, no. Yeah, unfortunately, we don't have a lot of that. That's the data we really don't have. Uh, how yeah. effective is it in, in individual things? And uh, But we don't have a lot of the side effect data. That's one, you know, some people... They get all up in arms about the FDA and everything, but honestly, that's one of the main ways that we can determine if there's side effects down the road is monitoring of that. And uh, yeah, it does incur an excess cost, uh, but you know, in making and manufacturing and distributing it, but um, you know, it's it's the best data that we can get to say, okay, this is good. This is. But and you mentioned snake oil. Back in the 1800s, and this is the picture of the guy in the wagon, right? He's going out west. Right. He's got the snake right. oil. You don't know what he's doing. He's, yeah. uh, and I, I grew up in the west, so I'm used to it. There you go. So, and they'll sell, you know, anything, make a lot of money off of it. And a lot of those things had bad side effects. There was, you know, a lot of case reports, multiple case reports, people dying from side effects because of what was actually in it and heavy metals in it. And, uh, you know, that's... There is so much more risk of that uh, than in something that's being manufactured on a routine basis. So uh, there's a lot of promise here, though, with CBD oil. There's a lot of interesting research that's being done, and I I predict it's probably going to be used uh, down the road, you know, within the next five years in some pretty dramatic ways. Do you think so? I at least in epilepsy and maybe even in in anxiety, like social anxiety, those two things are the biggest data that I've seen so far. Well, I'll tell you this: I've got a very good friend in Utah at the Utah Arizona border. She's one hundred percent Navajo, uh-huh. and I mentioned this to her, and she she just grinned and said, "Oh yeah, our people have known about that kind of thing forever." Yeah, and I'm like, "Yeah, yeah I know you do. You guys know." Yeah. You probably can cure cancer, is all, for all I know. <laughs> yeah. Because and, American Indians just don't catch anything. And they right. seem to have yeah. known how to live off the land from an agricultural standpoint. They knew plants and, and that kind of thing and what they would do. And yeah. I mentioned this to her, and she said, oh, yeah. I mean, it's like she knew. She said, oh, yeah, I know about that. Yeah. Who knows how many plants are out there like that with, uh, you know, that culturally have been used 
and in different cultures and different people people groups for years for hundreds thousands of years maybe that we just don't know about and and a lot of that's being lost too i mean there's an abandonment of of the old cultural ways but uh there's a lot out there that could be done there's a lot of medications have been developed just that same way the classic one is uh is aspirin from the bark of a tree uh, that used to be chewed by by the local Indians there. So, uh, yeah, uh, so much more to come, uh, Mike, and uh, we're going to all be really looking at this to try to see what's going to be coming up. Well, I appreciate your positiveness because I took this kind of on a, a hunch, and like I said, I was skeptical, but when it worked, I was, like, dumbfounded. Yeah. I thought, I, I can't believe this is working. Yeah, we, we're going to learn a lot about it. All right, Mike, All right. thanks for calling. We're going to uh, take a short break, and when we come back, we're going um, to go to Larry, who's got a question about some dental problems. The number to call, if you would like to call in to the program, is one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. or you can send an email to remedy at mpbonline.org. Southern Remedy with Dr. Jimmy Stewart on MPB Think Radio. To take part in today's show with your questions or comments, call 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. Or you can email the show, remedy at mpbonline.org. Welcome back to Southern Remedy. I'm Dr. Jimmy and uh, talking about all kinds of good stuff, maybe some things on the horizon, always good. That's one of the other things I like about medicine and um, and health in general. There's always something on the horizon. We may think we've exhausted everything and then something pops up and uh, you study it like any good scientist would and you look at what it'll do and maybe it'll work out there. We've got lots of different uh, treatments for things. I can remember training in the 90s uh, as a med student and as a uh, as a resident physician um, and uh, you know HIV came on the scene right before that but uh, thankfully and we, we used to take care of people there really wasn't much to do and we had very limited uh, medications in our arsenal to treat it and now honestly you know if you look at the survival statistics with HIV if you're diagnosed early, uh, if you're treated effectively with uh, appropriately with the, the medications uh, and you have good follow-up and you keep on that, you can have a very productive lifestyle uh, with very few limitations. Uh, it's really more like a chronic disease now um, that, you know, in the treatment of it. So things change over time and that's, that's a good thing, um, that we can, uh, have those kinds of opportunities. A uh, couple more minutes here before we, uh, before we close out the hour. So we've got time for, for some more questions. Uh, if you'd like to call the number is one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. We're going to go to Larry, who's been patiently waiting in Ridgeland. Good morning, Larry. Good morning. How you doing? Good. Thanks for calling. Good. Uh, 
first of all, with technology, I have a good idea. I don't know if they had this yet, but this is a dental issue I have, and I have a bad gag reflex when they take in the, uh, the x-rays. Uh-huh. And just like you had machines that, was, that you lie on the table or sit somewhere, and they, they move, and they just scan and take x-rays and stuff, I wonder if they might be coming up with something like that to do it with the teeth. So you have to open up your mouth and put these brackets and stuff in it in order for oh, the yeah. for the for the panorex. Um, right. but, yeah. but anyhow, uh, that's just one question. But another thing is, I have stage two diastolic heart failure, uh-huh. and when I went to the dentist, he said I had a uh, periodontitis. Uh huh. If I'm saying that right, and anyhow, I asked him how bad was it, like on a scale from one to ten, with one being worse. He says I'm at about an eight. Uh-huh. And we can't reverse this, but I like to prevent it from getting worse. Do you know of any toothpaste I can use that would be good to, to help uh, with that problem? I don't know specifically. Now, what uh, my dental friends have told me with periodontitis, uh, para, uh, I can't even say it. So it's the periodontal tissue that is has a chronic inflammation in it. And this can increase your risk of heart disease over time, and often they go together. So it's not loss of teeth as well. Exactly. So that's the tissue around the teeth. It's not the teeth themselves. Mm-hmm. So uh, any toothpaste that's out there, whether you have a brand name or an off-brand name, is fine. Uh, fluoride is is important as it relates to the teeth more so than the, as far as I've, I've been, it's just been relayed to me necessarily as, as the tissue around them. Uh, flossing is important. And then uh, most dentists and uh, periodontal specialists, I think nowadays, are recommending a, a mouthwash uh, that's sort of an antiseptic mouthwash that you would use to uh, to use that frequently. Um, you also, I'm sure your dentist has already talked to you about this, but um, it, you're, you also should be looked at for the uh, for other conditions that might exacerbate that, like decreased amount of saliva in your mouth. So if you if you tend to have dry mouth or it dries, uh, sometimes goes along with that. Well, I'm not I'm not diabetic, so that that's one good thing good, to help. Good, 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 good. Yeah, so those kinds of things are, are useful too. It's difficult to treat. Sometimes, if it gets bad enough, they have to pull those teeth, um, just because that usually it can make it better, just because of those teeth where they insert into the surrounding tissue. But I would say if you're not flossing, if you're not uh, you know using a mouthwash, that's what I would do to try to prevent any further damage. You're right. It's really, I mean, you really can't reverse it once it's there too much, unless you just have horrible, you know, dental habits. But most people, and they they're doing everything just right. They may not be doing some of those other things. But yeah, that's and routine. Just like for you know, you mentioned diabetes. Uh, if you if you're a diabetic, you should have an eye exam every year. Same kind of thing. Once you know that you have this and you have heart disease, I'd say every year, at least, uh, or every six months, you should be going to the dentist. Yeah, but that it's difficult. It's difficult to treat, but I think staying on top of it like that, and maybe trying to mouthwash if you're you're not using that, uh, and the flossing would be the next steps. Yes, sir. Okay, thank you so much. All right, all right, Larry. Thank you for calling. We always appreciate that. And dental, we need to have our uh, a dental expert uh, back on the show every once in a while. It's always good to have them. People sort of extricate those two things. They put them in two different buckets. In other words, medical and dental. Uh, but they really go together. You know, it's one body. Um, we're all connected, and sometimes things that happen in the mouth are connected to things that are uh, happening elsewhere. Um, 
Hey, I hope everybody knows what tomorrow is. I believe it's Valentine's Day. So everybody needs to uh, call in with Dr. Morgan McLeod. Wish her a happy Valentine's Day. But you probably have a special uh, other person out there uh, that you may want to do things to. I also want to you know, just mention it's a good time to think about your heart health and uh, what do you want to do for yourself as a Valentine to take care of your heart. Uh, we mentioned lots of good stuff earlier in the hour about things that you might eat, things you don't want to eat, um, um, keeping it with a lot of fresh fruits and vegetables, a lot of color on your plate. That can always help your heart. Um, my grandmother and others of that era used to say, you are what you eat. I don't think we're saying that as much anymore, but it really is true. Uh, it really does have a lot to do uh, with your body and your health. And then exercise. So it's recommended 150 minutes of moderate physical activity. People are like, what does that mean? Well, that if you're a singer, that means that you can talk but not sing. So if it's a brisk walk, um, 150 accumulated minutes a week is what's recommended. You don't have to do that all in sessions all at the same time. Uh, you can break up the time period. Or if you're, you know, hey, I don't want to go that slow. Can I go faster and get the benefit of it? Yeah, 75 minutes of vigorous activity. Or you can have a combination of each one of those uh, every week. And, hey, if you smoke, that's a big one, right? So you need to stop smoking. It, we got lots of good ways to quit smoking nowadays. Um, there's lots of tobacco hotlines that can help you do that if you uh, put that in where you live and say smoking cessation. You're going to have a lot of contacts. Use resources at your disposal, whether that's through your physician's office, your primary care provider, whoever. They can help you. There's medications to help, uh, and they're very successful. Um, you know, you can you can really maximize your um, uh, how successful you are in quitting smoking by doing that. But that'll that'll decrease your risk a lot. Uh, social interactions too. Uh, get out and talk to people. I mean, that's a big one. If you if you're uh, by yourself, that may uh, increase your stress levels. And uh, we know a lot more about social situations and social aspects of things that can help us uh, deal with stress and anxiety in the long run. Well, I appreciate all our callers today. That's all the time we have for Southern Remedy. Southern Remedy is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio and is funded in part by a grant from the University of Mississippi Medical Center and generous support from you, our listeners. Today's show was engineered by Kevin Farrell. Our call screener was Liz Gill. I'm Dr. Jimmy, and you can join us next Wednesday at 11 for Southern Remedy. And stay tuned for NPR's Here and Now coming up next on MPB Think Radio.